Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You mentioned China a minute ago, and I forgot I got this little news nugget that just showed up. Specifically, the horror that is the impending Olympics in Beijing, a regime that is bent on world domination and has slaves in concentration camps and is proud of it. China is asshole! The military, our U.S. military, just revealed that the U.S. Coast Guard spotted Chinese warships, including one of its most advanced destroyers, off Alaska and within the U.S. exclusive economic zone late last month. So China's not only uh, flexing their muscle down there in their, uh, their own waters here, they are up off the coast of Alaska, f- sailing one of their most advanced destroyers. So, hey, just, just getting close, just uh, you know, we're here, in case you're wondering. Taking a page out of Putin's book. Yeah. He likes to you know buzz Alaska now and again and just uh, be a little bit belligerent. Mm. Nice. Good times. Good yeah. times yeah. is right. Let's go glorify them with our Olympic athletes and let them show off their sparkling new communist utopia. Ah, boy. If you had to bet in some sort of weird compulsory casino, um, do the Olympics go on with the Western world in Beijing or no? Not a chance. Really? Not a chance. Because anybody who asks the big sponsors gets a big, uh, we're committed to the Olympic ideal uh, or something. Uh, Shut up. Stop asking me questions. Everybody's uh, being mum about it. I'm not easily shocked anymore, but I will be shocked if we participate in the Olympics in Beijing. Well, I would prepare yourself to be shocked. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I I agreed with you completely until about a month ago when I started reading accounts of, you know, everything's moving forward. There has been no significant chorus of voices saying, no, it's not going to happen. Okay, I just came across a poll we'll have to talk about later. Significant percentage of people fear having children because of climate change. You're not going to have kids because of climate change. Okay, um, coming up in just a little bit, the most important statistic you're going to hear about COVID, maybe during this entire pandemic, and that is not hyperbole. You know, going back to your little story there, and I don't mean that in a condescending way about the uh, global warming, there's some days I wish I could become a different animal. Well, yeah, so uh, the story that we've, we've done a couple of times now that Apple announced... Yesterday or is it today, their new iPhone? I guess it's today because we don't know yet. And is it going to be called the iPhone 13? And they're thinking maybe it won't be called the iPhone 13 because 18% of Apple users said they're uncomfortable with the idea of an iPhone 13 given the (laughs) history of it. And that makes you want to be a beaver. What psychologists call an idiot. Um, (laughs) And you surely don't have enough money to own an iPhone. Uh, yeah, you'd be surprised. <laughs> Gum, you got government money. If you'd be bothered by having an iPhone 13. Uh, uh, oh, and again, and I should say this every single hour, because this is for real. There's some spyware in your iPhone or your Apple product, and you're supposed to download the latest uh, software update that Apple says will fix that. Yeah. But it's it's the sort of stuff that there's no way you'd know what's in there while somebody's bouncing around stealing all your information. So get the latest software update. Yeah, it doesn't it didn't or doesn't require you to click on anything. They get in without you clicking. Scary. Which is scary. Uh, so we got a lot of good stuff to come. Hope you can stay tuned. A quick spin through some significant stories. Uh, you know, if, if, if I worked at some uh, horrific workplace where my boss beat me up like twice a week. Wow. I mean, eight times a month, he just 
punched me in the head and kicked me and knocked me down. Barbaric! And and then the next month, he only beat me to the ground six times? The headline would be, beatings eased in August, though still high. Well, that was the... That was the headline uh, to do with inflation. Inflation <laughs> eased in August, though still high. The Labor Department said last month's consumer price index, you remember, I think we mentioned briefly yesterday that the uh, producer price index had gone up significantly, but the consumer price index rose a seasonably adjusted 0.3% in August from July, slower than the 0.5% one-month increase in July, um, uh, from July da, 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 and down markedly from June's 0.9%. That's still a scary pace for the year, but it is trending downward. Granted, whether that trend continues or not, nobody knows. So, uh, secondly, how do you know Mark Zuckerberg is lying? To paraphrase an old joke, his lips are moving. He and Facebook will lie and lie and lie and lie. For instance, he has uh, protested repeatedly in the halls of Congress and everywhere that <clears throat> Facebook uh, enforces all of its le- all of its rules, even handedly, to to everyone. Um, it turns out they had a secret program called Crosscheck or XCheck that exempted celebrities, big timers, famous people from the usual constraints on what you post. You could post misinformation. You could post nude revenge porn pictures of your old girlfriend. All sorts of crazy stuff. Like, was that part of an the like were individuals making that decision, or did they plug that into the algorithm? Like, celebrities well, have a different algorithm. Y- yes, yes, exactly. If if I were to do something as an incredibly minor celebrity, post something about the vaccines that their uh, all-powerful and all-knowing algorithms didn't like, I would immediately be blocked and warned or taken down or whatever, my post removed. Uh, but if I'm, you know, Nicki Minaj, not so much to cite a celebrity mentioned so previously if you're, in the hour. if you're her cousin's friend with the swollen testicles, right. no, no, you, sorry, you're out of luck. If you attempted to post a picture of said gonads, for instance, you would be immediately blocked from doing so. But if you were the great woman herself, um, it would go through. It's actually hilarious. Is that where we are now? There are different rules for the censorship based on whether you're a celebrity or not. Wow. Here's the part that I get and is actually kind of interesting. What they're doing is what the, the, the idea was these are high attention accounts P of high PR value and or danger. And if you do the wrong thing with them, everybody's going to hear about it. And so theoretically, that would get kicked up to a, a special advanced review board of humans who would look at it and decide whether the, the great soccer star uh, Neymar, for instance, he's mentioned a couple of times in this article, Neymar, um, whether he whether you should take down his posts or, or not. Um, but so anyway, uh, they have been saying all along it's called whitelisting, by the way, which I find racist. Um but they've said all along they enforce everything evenly across the board. Turns out, according to internal documents, they don't. There's another Facebook story I want to get to that I think is even more important because Facebook owns Instagram and internal Facebook documents show they know with 100% confidence that their platform is toxic for teen girls, damages them, causes them to commit suicide. Okay? Wow. 
And uh, we'll get to that later in the hour. But I, I know we really want to get to the uh, the Atlantic story about uh, COVID, which is just a shocker. It might be the most important stat you hear about COVID since this whole dang thing started. So many policies driven out of these hospitalization statistics, and they're just not accurate. We'll explain why coming up. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. California is deciding whether to recall Democratic governor and Westworld's top used car salesman, Gavin Newsom. Forty-six candidates are running against the current governor, including businessman and candidate whiter than his background, John Cox. Cox has been trying to make himself out to be a tough guy based on who he's campaigning with. The blitz began in the state's capital with a 1,000-plus pound burly brown bear by his side. All that tells me is that John Cox is so bland, even a bear won't eat him. (laughs) Hey, now. He is a little bland. We'll be talking to Larry Elder next segment. Stay with us. Yeah, if Gavin Newsom is recalled in California, Larry Elder is going to be the governor. We'll talk to him in just a few minutes. So this is shocking. The the source of it is shocking, too. Well, the source is just the statistics that exist out there, but the Atlantic is reporting on it. Our most reliable pandemic number is losing meaning. Well, if you look into the study, it lost meaning a long time ago, and many have been wrong all along. The long and short of it, and I can get into some more of the details, but the long and the short of it from the Atlantic is about half of the hospitalizations that you hear about are people that have COVID, but that's not why they're in the hospital. And I use the example of my son was in the emergency room a couple of weeks ago, and he was in there for non-COVID reasons. They swabbed his nose. If he had tested positive for COVID, that would have been counted as a COVID hospitalization, even though he wasn't there for at all. So you could be there for psychiatric reasons or a broken leg or who knows what. But if they swab you and you test positive for COVID, that's counted as a COVID hospitalization and up to half. In some cases more, they had a hospital where it was 57%. Of the people that were there that, quote, tested positive for COVID um, or or COVID hospitalizations, that's not why they were there. That is amazing. It is amazing. And this has been known for quite some time. And and what's really damaging about this is that a certain percentage of people hear that and say, see, I told you it's no big deal. COVID is a big deal. It's killed hundreds of thousands of people. There are hospital ICU departments that are full, completely full. Of COVID patients, they can't take heart attack patients. It's not everywhere, but it's in a few places. But, yeah, it's frustrating. It, when you're misled intentionally or unintentionally over and over again, it makes you cynical. Yeah, they use the example. Researchers have been trying to get to, to, at similar questions for a while. There were some studies published, uh, doctors in California reading through hundreds of charts of pediatric patients, one by one, to figure out why exactly each COVID-positive child had been admitted to the hospital. Did they need treatment for COVID, or was there some other reason for the admission, like cancer treatment or a psychiatric episode? And the COVID diagnosis was merely incidental. According to researchers, 40 to 45% in that particular study, so almost half, of the hospitalizations that they examined were for patients in the latter group. Um, 
Wow. And, and the question of kids' vulnerability to COVID or the Delta variant is at the very heart of the decision to open schools or Absolutely. not. Absolutely. Vaccinations, mask mandates, the rest. The policy implications coming out of these hospitalization, hospitalization numbers are that's the whole reason Joe Biden gave that speech on Thursday. The whole, the, the whole backing of your argument for why you got to force people to get a vaccine in this way is the hospitalizations, and it turns out it's completely bunk. And also, to me, the fact that they weren't keeping track of this on a chart from the beginning was on purpose. Had to be on purpose. It would have been easy. Obviously, we've been asking this question on our show, and we're not geniuses. We've been asking this question on our show for a year and a half. I mean, lots of you on the text line and the email have been asking this. Did he die with COVID or of COVID? Are they in hospital hospital with COVID or because of COVID? And they all they had to do is have a checkbox on the on the chart somewhere. Did this person come in because of COVID? Are they being kept here because of COVID or not? But they didn't, I think, on purpose because they didn't want to know that. They wanted to be able to blur these two things. Well, there has been a tendency since the beginning, and y'all know this, to to oversimplify, to exaggerate, to change messages just based on the idea that we're too dumb to take in nuanced information. You know, Jacks often use the uh, the example of, of women. Uh, you know, if you have a glass of wine while you're pregnant, it's fine. It's not going to harm the kids. It's not going to harm you. You're going to be perfectly fine. But medical America has decided you're way too stupid to hear that. If you have one glass of wine, you're going to swig down half a case, and you're going to give your baby fetal alcohol syndrome. So your doctor will tell you, don't drink. Do not drink in most cases. Well, it's been the same with COVID this year. You're too stupid to handle the truth, so we're going to scare you and or you know coddle you into doing what we want. It's frustrating. I'd say. Did you Do you want to get into what they did, that bigger study of adults? Um I have it in front of me, Go but ahead. it was pretty clever. That was a, uh, that was, uh, the, with the kids, I can't remember what the number was. It was hundreds and hundreds of kids. It was a good, solid study. But to figure out what was going on with adults, they looked at the records, the electronic records for nearly 50,000 hospital admissions at more than 100 VA hospitals around the country. They were all anonymous, obviously, but all they looked at is what was your blood oxygen level? Was it above 94 or below? Below being the, uh, the, the benchmark for you have a severe COVID case. And they found that because if you have 98% alcohol, uh, oxygen level in your, your blood, you don't have severe COVID. You're there for some other reason. It's almost, it's 100% certain. Anyway, they found from March through January, March of 2020 through January, that the people who had mild or asymptomatic disease, in other words, they were not there for COVID, was 36%, a little bit over a third. Significant. From mid-January through the end of June of this year, however, that number rose to 48%. In other words, the study, study suggests that almost exactly half of all the hospitalized patients showing up on COVID data dashboards in 2021, trumpeted by CNN, wailed about on MSNBC, etc., may have been admitted for another reason entirely or only had a mild presentation of the disease. They're fine. Oh, sure. There are several states. They use the example of Arkansas and Oregon. Uh, just to name a couple that are having the worst COVID uh, outcomes at hospitals that they've had during the entire pandemic. Oh, oh, oh! And there's one more number among vaccinated people: you're vaccinated, but you're hospitalized with COVID. The dreaded severe breakthrough case: fifty-seven percent had mild or asymptomatic disease, and that is the only argument for 
mandating the vaccine because you could spread it to the already vaccinated. Well, it turns out close to 60% of the people that are supposedly hospitalized who had been vaccinated, it's not because of COVID. Right, right. So the danger to the vaccinated is less than half of the way it had been portrayed, and it had been trade, portrayed as pretty small. But so, but so again, my question is, is it possible that this wasn't on purpose? There's no way. This is the biggest health story that's happened in 100 years. There's no way that... People weren't thinking, hey, shouldn't we try to figure out whether or not how many people are here because of COVID or not? Somebody had to be aware of that. There's no way there was an oversight. Yeah, could be. And I don't know. I haven't heard for many weeks or even months the status of funding for hospitals. Uh, The federal government giving them money for COVID patients, the rest of it, which was a perverse incentive to overreport who was actually hospitalized for COVID as opposed to with COVID. I don't know the current status. But wouldn't you just have nurses on a floor doing their rounds? You know, and hear about and saying, you know, oh, these people, they have COVID, but that, that person's out here for COVID. He's got a broken leg. He was in a motorcycle accident. That guy's got cancer. I mean, I would think they would just intuitively recognize that. Well, yeah, they know it, but it never reaches the mainstream media. They didn't do an organized study and publish the results. Unbelievable. You know, some of these issues are complicated enough when you know what the facts are. When the facts are constantly being obscured or distorted, what's a boy to do? God, and this one doesn't even seem like a complicated question. For crying out loud. We're going to talk to Larry Elder, who may be the governor of California. Would he take off? Would he be in the office tomorrow? Does Gavin get like one hour to get out of the office? Cardboard box. Get out. Exactly. (laughs) Frog march to the exit. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You either keep Gavin Newsom as your governor or you'll get Donald Trump. It's not a joke. Republican governor blocking progress on COVID-19, who is also anti-woman, anti-worker, a climate denier, who doesn't believe in choice. The choice should be absolutely clear. Gavin Newsom. How long do you suppose that will work? Where you can kicks cl- puppies, rapes squirrels. How long do you suppose uh, Democrats can claim all Republicans are Donald Trump? How many years will that last? We think Larry Elder set all those forest fires. Not a joke. <laughs> oh my God. Apparently, Donald Trump is running in the recall. I hadn't heard that. It's surprising. Uh, Larry Elder definitely is. He is an author, a talk radio host, a, a thinker. Uh, and he joins us now. Larry, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, guys. Larry Young is going to reenact slavery. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be Armageddon. You know, what's interesting about this about this man, Joe Biden, is he accuses me of being anti-woman. Recall the very credible allegation against him made by Tara Reid. Uh, and, and this business about being anti-choice. I'm in California. In the event that Roe v. Wade is overturned, two-thirds of our lawmakers, as you guys know, are Democrats. They are pro-choice. What makes you think if Roe v. Wade were overturned and this matter goes back to the states, all of a sudden these pro-choice people would suddenly become pro-life and pass all sorts of laws to restrict access to abortion. It's ridiculous. They're doing this because they are scared to death. And what they're scared about is this black guy from the hood who's going to break this 
sorcerer's spell that Democrats have had over black and brown voters over the issue of choice, among other things. I believe that money should follow the child rather than the other way around. Parents should have school choice. The majority of black and brown parents want school choice, yet they pull that lever every two years, four years, six years for the Democratic Party. And I've been asking them why. And they're beginning to rethink their loyalty to the Democratic Party, and they are scared bleepless. Well, there are double standards, as you and uh, a lot of people have been talking about the last couple of weeks since your campaign and you personally were attacked by a white woman in a gorilla mask and it got no coverage. I mean, it was just no. shocking how little media coverage it got. And the New Year, the uh, L.A. Times, as much as calling you an Uncle Tom, you know, I don't speak for white America any more than you speak for all of black America, but I would like to apologize on behalf of all America for the loathsome way you've been treated, Larry. You deserve a hell of a lot better. Yeah, I was called uh, the black face of white supremacy by the Los Angeles Times. And regarding the woman who uh, threw the egg at me wearing a gorilla mask, at the risk of sounding sexist, gentlemen, how do we know it was a mask? (laughs) (laughs) Booyah! I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Oh, he went there. You got my vote right there. (laughs) Oh, right there. Oh, he went there. So I know your talk radio career pretty well because I'm in the business too, but uh, have you ever run for anything before? Never. I, I take it back. I ran for fifth grade class president. I carried three out of four rows. They're still cleaning up the blood. No, I've never <laughs> even considered it. And it was only probably weeks before I jumped in that I decided to do it. And I decided to do it because I looked at the candidates. I wasn't impressed. Not that they weren't experienced. I just didn't think they had the name recognition, the ability uh, to actually uh, uh, top, beat the, the top part of the, of, the, of, the, of the contest, which is to get 50% plus one to vote to recall Gavin Newsom. Uh, I just didn't think they had the ability to do it. And I've been talking about these issues for a long time, like you guys have. And look, I, I lost money doing this. Uh, I, you know, you put your reputation online doing all of this. I wasn't doing it for fame. I'm doing it because this may sound really, really, really immodest. I'm doing it because I felt I could make a difference, and I knew that morally, spiritually, and patriotically, I would regret it if I didn't do it. But see, I don't, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this question because I know you don't want to insult voters on the day of the election, but it's just troubling to us how stupid politics is. I mean, it's just it's just such a stupid game. People saying things that aren't true, like Joe Biden claiming Donald Trump is running the state if Gavin Newsom. I mean, just how do you handle that as a politician? You know, you know, and look at Joe Biden for decades. He's lied about allegedly going to black churches to strategize how to desegregate restaurants and movie theaters in Delaware. New York Times did an investigation years ago, found he never did any of it and kept saying it over and over and over again. Told that guy, if you don't know whether or not you want to vote for me or Trump, you ain't really black. I mean, talk about condescending and insulting black people. Claimed that he was tried to visit Nelson Mandela, got arrested when Nelson Mandela was behind bars during apartheid Africa. Never happened and this guy comes and cuts a commercial i mean it's bizarre and the front page of the new york times you know you guys i know i've never ever ever asked anybody to vote for me because i'm black or vote against me because i'm black i believe after obama became became black president everything else is anticlimactic but you want to play that game new york times front page article about moi and negative, never mentioned that I'm black, never mentioned that I would be uh, when I become elected the first black governor of California. I'm okay with that. But on the very same page, same day, same page, big article about, quote, the first black, first female governor of New York, close quote. And the only reason, of course, she became governor is because uh, uh, Cuomo resigned. She didn't run, but her being a first female was a big deal for the New York Times because she has a D at the end of her name. I have an R at the end of my name, and I'm no longer black. It's just, 
You can't make it up. The hypocrisy is egregious. Larry Elder is on the line. Larry is running to be the governor of California. Uh, Larry, there's a danger that folks like you, folks like us, are so into this stuff. We, we're too hip for the room. Let's go back to what's wrong with California right now. What has Gavin Newsom done poorly? Why should he be uh, hoisted out? For the first time in our state's history, 170 years, people are leaving California in droves. Middle-class people are leaving, and they cite the top reason they cannot afford the price of a house. Average price of a home in California just hit $800,000. That's 150% above the national average. Businesses are leaving at a record rate. More businesses have left in 2021 than have left all of 2020, and the rate at which they're leaving uh, is twice the rate at which they've left the last three years, citing high cost of living, taxes, regulations. The man shut down the state, shut down businesses, shut down churches, sitting up there at the French to your restaurant with the people who drafted the mandates. They were not wearing masks. They were not engaging in social distancing. His own kids enjoying in-person private education, denying in-person public education to the 80% of black and brown students in California. I only mention the race, guys, because people like Gavin Newsom pride themselves on caring about black and brown people. Now, before the pandemic, before the pandemic, half of all third graders could not read at state levels of proficiency, math scores even worse, and now they've been denied a whole year of in-person education. I support school choice. Black and brown parents want school choice. They want the money to follow the child rather than the other way around. They want to be able to put their kid in a private school, a charter school, a religious school, or use that money for homeschooling. Democrats, Gavin Newsom, adamantly opposed to that. What's the route towards leaving poverty? To at least finish high school, one presumably where you can read, write, and compute a grade level. I'm from the hood. I went to public school. I can make the case in ways that other Republicans have not or could not, and I'm going to break this sorcerer's spell that the Democratic Party has had over black and brown voters, and they are scared to death. Homelessness, through the roof. Crime, through the roof. Bad forest management. We're running, running out of water because we haven't added to our water infrastructure in 40 or 50 years, and we have uh, a rolling brownout situation because we've not adequately uh, dealt with our, our power grid. There's no front, no policy where this man in two years has made the lives of Californians better. And the people said amen. Larry Elder running for governor of California. Larry, no matter what happens today, uh, keep on preaching the good word, man. It's good to talk to you. Well, thank you for uh, for interviewing the black face of white supremacy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Honestly, man. LA Times, you can't make it up. I know. Oh, I, know. I know. It's brutal. You, we'll talk again. You Thanks. can't make it up. It's just so silly and stupid. You probably can answer this better than I can. Do, are we just going through like a particular low point in politics where things are stupider and at some point we'll get more serious? Or is this just basically the way it always is? You know, if stupid polls well, then you go with stupid. If the stupid argument moves people, it gets an emotional reaction, it gets them to the polls, then you go with it. Although some of this is window dressing because the the strategy of the Democratic Party in California is just get the unions out. Just make sure all the union bosses tell all their people to show up because an evil, evil Republican is going to interrupt that incestuous chain of unholy negotiations where a union lawyer is on one side of the negotiating table and a former union lawyer, who will soon be a union lawyer again, is representing the people in the state house. It's, it's, it's awful. So that's why they come out all the time. Man, that stuff about school choice was great. Just great. The, the teachers' unions have a just a, a full Nelson. They got a, a chokehold on the government schools. 
And the poor kids in the cities where these schools are crap, their parents can't do anything about it because they're locked into that neighborhood school. And Larry, the evil racist, the white face of black supremacy, wants black and brown families to have their little kids get a great education. And for that, Joe and Kamala come to town and blast him as Donald Trump incarnate. Politics couldn't be uglier or stupider. You're right. I agree with him. I don't see any need to mention every single time. We now have the first spelling bee champ who's who have Latin female trans origin. And that, all that stuff I just think is ridiculous. Right. But if you're going to do it all the time and the media does it with everything all the time, constantly, you got Larry Elder with a sniff of being the first black governor of the biggest state in the country. And just it's not even worth mentioning. Sure, sure. Straight out of the same uh, set of editorial decisions, which brings you black man assaulted by white woman in gorilla mask. Eh, not news. Eh, we're covering uh, other stuff. Like uh, we're we're working hard on not covering uh, Hunter Biden. It takes time. It takes effort. We don't have time. So you were liars, wanting... lying liars, and the lies they lie. <laughs> you, you were wanting to kick Zuckerberg and Instagram. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Uh, Facebook, which owns Instagram, is completely aware of the fact that they are damaging your little girls. Instagram's, Internal companies' memos make it clear. Instagram's huge, right? Oh, it's enormous among uh, that that age group. Yeah, uh, it's it's way bigger than Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's on the way. Our text line, 415-295-KFTC. And regarding the woman who uh, threw the egg at me wearing a gorilla mask, at the risk of sounding sexist, gentlemen, how do we know it was a mask? (laughs) (laughs) Booyah! I'm just saying. Armstrong and Getty. Do not ever touch the flush button or lever with your bare hand. When you flush, use a napkin or a tissue that's in the lavatory. Number two, don't forget to drink water. Stay hydrated. You want to have about 16 ounces for every flight that you go on. Number three, do not fall asleep or lean your head on the window. You're not the only one who has done that, and you don't know how many people or children have wiped their hands all over the window. Number four, don't wear shorts when you're on an airplane. So if you have pants, you're going to have less germs. Number five, don't feel afraid to let a flight attendant know if you're feeling sick. We are there to help uh that's uh somebody uh in the know on what you shouldn't touch on an airplane and i'm sure all those things are covered with germs on the other hand we're all fine so yeah i i expected more out of that i, I was, don't I'm sorry your head against the window yeah michael well, I, you've disappointed me you know that is it is true though i mean i i don't think about it and now i probably will that that some sweaty dude had his head up against the same window 15 minutes ago yo I don't want to lean my noggin up against it. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I've got an immune system. I've well, yeah, flown yeah. tens of thousands of miles around sure. the world. I'm fine. In reality, I, I don't think it's the least bit of a, a concern. But if I saw a sweaty dude leaning his head up against the window, I wouldn't immediately want to sit down and put my head up against the window either. It grosses me out. Yeah. Yep. So one of the big topics pre-COVID... Uh, was the fact that social media was absolutely having devastatingly negative effects on youngsters, teenagers and adolescents, in particular young adults, um, and disproportionately girls. The suicide rates uh, rising and just uh, the eating disorders, all sorts of problems. And, and social media is awful for adolescents, just awful. Um, 
And uh, that's, that story's been renewed, partly because uh, somehow the Wall Street Journal got a hold of internal Facebook documents on the topic. <clears throat> I think somebody's leaking at Facebook, but I'm just going to read you part of this article from the Wall Street Journal. Um, they mentioned this uh, young woman, teenager, started seeing a therapist. She developed an eating disorder, and they asked her, you know, about it and, and why she thinks she's that way. And she said, Instagram. She joined the platform at 13, was eventually spending three hours a day entranced by the seemingly perfect lives and bodies of the fitness influencers who posted on the app. Three when I went to Inst- hours a day. Yeah, yeah. And she says, quote, when I went on Instagram, all I saw were images of chiseled bodies, perfect abs, and women doing 100 burpees in 10 minutes. She's now 18, lives in Virginia. Around that time, researchers inside Instagram, owned by Facebook, were studying this kind of experience and asking whether it was part of a broader phenomenon. Their findings confirmed some serious problems. This is from Facebook slash Instagram themselves. 32% of teenage girls said when they felt bad about their bodies, Instagram made them feel worse. They said in a March 2020 slide, ooh, they did a PowerPoint. Uh, reviewed by the Wall Street Journal. Comparisons on Instagram can change how young women view and describe themselves. Over the past three years, Facebook has been conducting studies into how its photo-sharing app affects its millions of young users. Repeatedly, the company's researchers found that Instagram is harmful for a sizable percentage of them, most notably teenage girls. We make body image issues worse for one in three teenage girls, said one slide from 2019, summarizing research about teen girls. Teens blame Instagram for increases in the rate of anxiety and depression, said another slide. This reaction was unprompted and consistent across all groups. Among teens who reported suicidal thoughts, 13% of British users and a smaller number of American users traced the desire to kill themselves to Instagram, one presentation showed. And, you know, before we go much further, as a guy who's raised a couple of uh, girls and, you know, and had their friends all over the house and just watched them develop and the rest of it, the adolescent girl is a complicated beast. Oh, and my God. If, if you as an adult or an adult male or a male in, gen- in general can't, you think, well, you got to be stronger than that. There's always been magazines, blah, 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 blah. No, 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 no. Sometimes you just have to accept this is a mysterious, mysterious beast. And if this makes the beast sick, you just have to accept it. You can't say, well, adolescent girls ought to be different. I mean, it's just forget it. No, I believe it's real. Um, the, 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 the two things that I think are, okay, so. Instagram's aware that they're getting this outcome, but what would they do to stop it? And and even if they did, I just think some other platform would pop up that does the same thing. It, obviously, some of the appeal is this. I mean, that's why the girls are going and looking at these things, right? You wouldn't be looking at them if they weren't, didn't appeal to you in some way. There's right. lots it's of a- stuff out there that I don't look at because I just don't have any interest in. They're looking at this stuff because they want to for some reason. Yeah, I think it's uh, aspirational, you know, same reason I might watch a great guitar player. I I don't know, but um, more than 40% of Instagram's users are 22 or younger. And expanding its base of young users is vital to the company's more than $100 billion in annual revenue. And it doesn't want to. It doesn't want to mess with that. You know, it would help if everybody had watched the Social Dilemma, the great documentary about how cleverly and relentlessly they engage and re-engage and re-engage these girls. The experience of looking at Instagram for five minutes 
is different than the experience of looking at it for three hours. And I think one thing that Instagram, Facebook could do differently, they never will because they're awful, vicious, greedy hypocrites. The one thing they could do is not work so hard to keep the kids engaged and trip their their brain triggers and trigger those endorphins to desperately try to get them to stay and stay and stay or come back as soon as they can. She hasn't been back in an hour and a half. Send her a message. Tell her her friend posted. Get her back. Yeah. Some of this stuff I intuitively get, and then some of it I don't. Like, I get the um, scrolling for news, whether good or bad, doom scrolling. I get the appeal of that. I get the uh, uh, the, the want to check your phone every few minutes because you just need a hit of information. I don't get the looking at good-looking people thing. Clearly, it's something that young people particularly want to do. I just... I can't even wrap my head around wanting to do that. It's like, I don't know. What a, what a, there's no appeal there for me. But Now, one point that we have to get to, March 2021, Mark Zuckerberg at Congress. The research that we've seen is that using social apps to connect with other people can have positive mental health benefits. Okay. And the head of Instagram told researchers, I think any negative effect, negative effect is quite small. Okay, so they're just lying. Then they're, they're, they're exactly like the tobacco companies back in the 60s then. 